0: In, in uh, the Buddhist teaching, we often use the word "skillful" or "skill," kusala, skillful, quite a lot, and it covers a range of meanings. Uh, first of all, it's a moral sense; it's kind of very obvious, so rather than um, you know, sort of directly to, to guilt-ridden terms, you know, evil, corrupt. But not quite skillful or unskillful. It's a useful word because it gives us a reminder that there's a. uh, it's not abstract, it's particularly like a craft that you get good at. You You get better at it, you can develop skill. It's particularly the case in meditation. Uh, So we can recognize. uh, This is a chance to develop skill. And there's something joyful about developing skill, like learning how to do something, particularly as a result of this is you you feel better. So there's a joy in the sense of, oh, there's something useful I can learn here, like learning a language or learning to tie knots or learning to grow things which is just interesting in its own right. And moreover, that the result of this is you get a good result, skillful in the beginning, skillful in the end. And skillful in the middle means we keep kind of um, addressing whether what we're doing is uh, following skillful or productive or developing or a calming or a clarifying um, theme or intention. The Skills of meditation are mostly concerned uh, with uh, calm, steadying, making the mind feel good and solid, benevolent, spacious, just the actual quality of it feels better, you know, feels more comfortable, feels more supportive. And the other thing we develop skill around is developing the skill of discernment, wisdom, Insight, which is uh, and this is really about um, understanding or looking into what causes thoughts, feelings, inclinations, moods to arise what co- what causes them to cease, what causes supportive moods to arise supportive intentions and what causes their decline what causes unskillful, unsupportive intentions, what causes their decline. So we get to fashion a craft, or we get to fashion good results, a good mind. And the, the highest aim of insight is to is keep recognizing the quality, the energy, Binds things, you know, so that what occurs, we feel very much involved with. There's no, feels very much like ourself, and we're looking for how is that, how is that, which we know will pass intellectually. We know the thought, feeling will pass, the mood will pass. You know, if you're happy or depressed or worried or anxious or whatever it is. We you know that's going to pass, as an idea we know it's going to pass, but at the time we're experiencing it, it seems to hold us, <sighs> drag us along. Sometimes very unpleasant, and we let us struggle with that, or we get infatuated with it. Mm-hmm. What is it that allows that release you know, from that? Not to annihilate, but to release, so you're not held in it. It can then go its own way. These are the fundamental skills for intentions, calm, insight. And by and large, uh, for most people, the first thing you start somewhere is cultivating calm, steadying. So the mind becomes workable, um, upright, you know. It's, it's, then you can do the the you can work on insight from there so mostly you're developing calm so this is actually that requires a particular a kind of deliberate um, intention the intention the skillful intention, which is much more than just a thought but a whole wish interest inclination oh, yeah, this is I really want to just sit and steady so you want to even though that may be the basic intention the mind is can be so so scattered that something else comes in a thought of what we need to do in the future or something or the other and we follow that you know it's not going the way not taking you to calm or insight but just taking you out to more Thoughts and so, oh, check, stop, stop, come back. We use the body, the awareness of the body as a primary guide, a primary navigation. Awareness of the body, and you can build it up, like the skill of building up awareness, so... How do you know you have a body? What about the legs or the feet, the fingers, the back? Very fully, fully inhabiting that. Very fully feeling all of that. Drawing the body up so that the back is energized. What's a supportive way to sit? What's a skillful way to sit? That word again. What's a way to sit that makes us feel steadiest, not strained, not slouched, not falling asleep, not rigid? What's a skillful way to sit? Find out how the body, how the arms, the face, the jaw, The spine, how that operates, so that you can, as if all the body is cooperating in sitting, make a skill out of it. And with that, it's, sometimes it's not really a matter of doing very much, but it's just checking out, just turning your, your attention through the body, and finding out hmm, what's helpful, what's not necessary. Emphasize the good. Put aside what's not necessary in terms of action, tension, holding. Emphasize what is useful. Know it very thoroughly. skillful in the middle means you you do know it very thoroughly and you build it up so it becomes a constant. Not just something you you know for a sec- few seconds, but you know it's a constant. And you acquire what is acquired as a certain body of concentration, of composure, of collectedness. There's an energy to that, steadiness. The energy will tend to hold the mind steady. They pull against each other, thinking mind pulls against that. Then you just keep bringing it back. You build up the body of concentration. skill of breathing as a much more moment at a time readout of the body's energy what it's like breathing out moment at a time pausing breathing in moment at a time pausing slowing it down lengthening it steadying it so it becomes regular comes the body, the body of concentration, the body of the breath. So you get a little bit of skill, a little bit of result and check that out. It's like uh you know, cooking a pie or something and you open the oven and check is it really cooked or not? Does it taste good, does it feel good? Is there anything rough or raw? So the intention of something softing softening, calming. You know, it could be strengthening. What is really needed to to polish, to further the sense of composure. So we're not forcing ourselves into rigidity, but by gentling things we don't have to think about or do. Breathing out softly, steadily. Breathing out long. Using the pauses in the between the breaths as a, as a, a governor, so you can lengthen the pause. It will tend to um, steady your energy, make it brighter, calmer. The obstacles and snags that come up are rather like when um, you're planing wood and you find a rough patch or a patch where your mind skids off with snags. Mm. These can be of, um, th- you probably have three um, aspects the one. It can be a, a thought, thought conceptual thing, so topic of thought. Can have an emotion associated with it. the second aspect, is a, uh, sadness or worry, mm. or, or desire, longing, or it can have a, also an energetic aspect. You feel speedy, or you feel weighed down. You feel numbed out. Or, mm. and sometimes you, you know, you may only experience one of those, maybe just be a general feeling of weighed down or, um, or numbed out or restless or tense with no particular topic. It's such you try to keep referring to the breaths, the wholeness of the body, and particularly to any any place in the body which doesn't experience that tension or that pressure. It could be the top of your head, it could be the soles of your feet. So anywhere, and as you breathe in and out, focus on those areas which feel okay, which feel, you know, comfortable. So if you're breathing, so you feel the rhythm of the breathing and feeling your feet or your hands If you're breathing out through those places in your body. Particularly if your mind feels dull or foggy, it's not got much keeps sliding off, it's dreamy. Try to be specifically aware of parts of your body like your fingers or even you know, the, the forefinger of your right hand and the forefinger of your left hand, so you switch it, you move it around, be specifically aware, you know, the sensations in that finger, and that finger, and that thumb, so you, you kind of um, give the mind a little task to do, to wake itself up, very specific physical thing. This will strengthen and clarify awareness. The experience is predominantly emotional. It will have an energy with it. Your main feeling is of, um, you know, say sad or irritated or restless, you know, worried about something. Listen to that quality. Create some emotional space around that quality by listening to it. The moods and the shifts of it. Without trying to change it or understand it. And again, see if with that you can also f- feel your breathing or your body underneath that. And just put the two together, sense of gentle listening without participating in that emotion, not reacting to it. the obstacle is a thought, many thoughts we can merely drop altogether, just go back to the breathing, or if it seems insistent, try to ask yourself why is this important, is it just curiosity, wanting to know something, figure something out, plan something, you feel the particular energy of that why is it important, and what would it be like if that thought wasn't there? recognizing a particular topic of thought is right now seems important but a year ago it wasn't so what would it be like without that not trying to get rid of it but just to remember you don't have to occupy yourself with that Sometimes we almost need to have thoughts to keep reminding ourselves who we are. Have something to be getting involved with. So remember you, know, you can be away from this thought and you'll still, be, you'll still be here. You open up a space and then sensing your body, your breathing. Warmth of the body, directing yourself back to that. So these can help to investigate or question, give us some angles on the common snags that arise in the practice. It's a skill to respond to those. Just forcing your way through or following them, getting lost in them. Skillfulness. Develop skillfulness. This is the way you do it. So it's using the insight question. What is this? What supports well-being? What leads to its uh, development? What causes the decline of obstacles or the smoothing out of obstacles? And we develop skill around that. Mm. Developing the good, you can... Uh, Widen the breathing, some make it quieter. Feel the subtle movements of energy through the body that occur as you breathe in and breathe out. Generally we're looking to do less and less when that becomes possible because the quality of the composure, the samadhi, begins to hold us and, you know, it's like you put energy into something, now you get the, the, the payback. It begins to hold you steady, make you feel good. So you don't want to keep doing anything more than you need to, just so you want to be able to hand it over slowly, you know, not complete at first, so you relax a little bit, your mind drifts, you bring it back again. But that's the general direction As we, the composure develop, it tends to develop in time. If you keep practicing the skills, then uh, we start to develop further insight into selfhood. Particularly associated with uh, the two things, one is doing something, the other is being something. So, first of all, we just start to work with the sense of doing the meditation you know and how there can be obstacles associated with that doing it not good enough. How should I do it? When am I going to get something out of it which become obstacles is impatience or doubt frustration so when we are practicing this uh to release it's not uh, there's any self to be released from but there are f- t- reflexes and habits that form this impression of self it's not you have to get rid of a self but there are particular habits and assumptions that keep running that you can one at a time you can start to question check calm relax maybe the first one is the the doing sense things are happening things are moving coming up who's who's doing it and there isn't an answer to that but we may recognize particular pressure, demand or impatience or judgment could we Note that and uh, step back from that. Release that. So you start to just unravel some of these doingnesses, what, what they're caught up with. Their sense of a future, their sense of uh, getting somewhere, their sense of getting nowhere. And these are emotions and energies right now. It can be the breathing and the composure, which has no future or past or self-view involved with it. So we can, you know, learning to come back to that as it, as it becomes stronger, we can keep relaxing into that. Relax the sense of the doer. Being is associated with attachment to results, so if we're feeling good, we can f- feel we've we've got that mm, or any sense of what we are now is that which has arisen because of causes, conditions, intentions, health, situations. It's nothing personally acquired in that Mm. the experience of this as we identify with experience less mind feels lighter more open freer these are just hints clues that may be of some use to doing and being who is that? So, concluding this evening's meditation session, we just uh, try to get back to um, the physical feeling, feet, legs, back, basic structure of your body. So it's always we're opening up the sense of doors, sense of touch, sense of hearing, Listening to the silences in the voice And in the sense of sight. The eyelids come back, open up. Sense of meeting, meeting what's around us for the gentleness, friendliness, welcome.